Summer is just around the corner and I could not be more excited. Those warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals, which is so helpful for me, especially during those busy summer months. As you know, my mom and I, or at least me, are not great in the kitchen. I need to have things that are easy to cook and delicious and healthy. So Factor checks all those boxes for me. Make today the day you kickstart a healthy new routine. So what are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. And treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. You can choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Factor truly has it all. So head to factormeals.com slash barbknowsbest5050 and use barbknowsbest5050 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code barbknowsbest50 at factormeals.com slash barbknowsbest50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I'm here with the lovely, peaceful Barb, my dear mom. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm so excited to be here again. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I am, I'm feeling a little bit stressed (laughs) because the traffic here is extraordinary right now, and you know me, I can be... I can be moved sometimes by craziness of drivers and traffic. So yeah, if you've listened to some of our past episodes, you've definitely heard us talk about our little traffic demon Barb over here. <laughs> I know. But um taking a lot of deep breaths. I brought myself back to the present moment. I'm so excited to be here with you, Michelle, and with all of our amazingly beautiful guests out there listening. 
Yeah, we're so happy to be back. I really feel like what we have on the agenda today is is really, well, it's good for us because I think we need it. Actually, you know, always whenever we talk about things, we generally, yeah. <laughs> it's things that we need to remind ourselves of. But, you know, I wanted to, I felt like it was a good time for this episode to kind of dive into the concept of happiness and joy and cultivating these feelings because I think, you know, even as a kid, I remember when, you know, people would say, what do you want to be or what do you want to do? People just want to be happy when they quote unquote grow up and happiness can feel really elusive, especially in these times where like it feels like there's and there is so much going on in the world right now that can make us feel like it's not even possible. And we've talked a lot amongst ourselves and in some of our work about differentiating between happiness and joy and what that looks like and really how we can use some tools to tap into those feelings. And so I think today's a good day to get into it. <laughs> no, I agree, because, especially since we're still early in the new year. Yeah. Um, I think it's up for a lot of people. We get so many messages about happiness and joy and, and, and all of the things. And, and I think since we're so close to a new year, because let's face it, when we, when we turn into a new year, like when we turn over December 31st and come into a new year, we all feel a lot of, a lot of promise and optimism and hope and all the things, but I don't know about all of you out there listening, but in this new year, I still felt stress, pressure, and a lot of anxiety um, because we're coming into the new year still in the middle of this pandemic. So I think it's up for everyone. I'm glad we're, we're talking about this topic today because I think there are ways that we're going to share with everyone today how we can actually uh, get beneath the surface level of all of the craziness that's still happening in the outside world and find a sense of, of joy and, and peace and ease. Ease more than anything else. Ease. Yeah. Well, so much of what you talk about in, in a lot of your work is your story of being such a type A perfectionist and and you've gotten into your story in, in past episodes, but mostly that you were seeking happiness from the outside. And I think we all tend to think that when I get this thing or this relationship or this job or this amount of financial success or whatever, then I'll be happy. And we place our focus on happiness being external. And I think these past few years, even the beginning of this year has shown that, you know, we really can't place our mental well-being and stability on the external world because it's completely unpredictable. And it always has been. It always has been, but even more so now. Like, it's just, it's a lot. And so happiness stems from that internal strong foundation from within. And so what does that look like for you? Yeah, this is a great question because happiness is, I I remember, um, and I'm sure we're going to spend an episode in my story at great length, but when, when I was always searching for happiness, I thought I was the only one that wasn't happy. And I thought other people are happy. It's just me. So I'm not happy because there's something wrong with me. Um, they all have what they need or they're better than I am. Or I was, it was always that comparison when I was young, like I'm, I'm not happy because there's something, something that matters. So I need to go out and fix myself or I need to go out and get something to make me happy. 
And I think today, obviously, all these years later, I think I look at it as exactly what you just said, that happiness has to come from the inside out. And happiness has to be rooted, I believe, in a sense of, of strength and of conviction of believing and trusting yourself completely and, and accepting exactly who you are from the inside out and really understanding that whatever is happening out there, I have the ability to handle it. It may not look pretty sometimes. It may be really hard. Life is hard. Um, but I'm, I will be okay. You know, all is well and I will be okay. And for me, that's happiness today. Like that I have everything that I need, even though things are maybe, um, really, really difficult right now, or it looks like the whole world around me is falling apart. It's like that steady level of like content. Yeah. And, and I feel like how we get that is really by accepting ourselves and really understanding, um, you know, that we are, um, we are good enough. We are worthy enough. We are smart enough. We are all the things that we think we're not enough of. We are enough. So you said a word that I think we should dive into with that is worthiness of happiness. And I think many of us, myself included, can feel like we're not worthy of feeling happy or joyful, especially during these times, because there's a lot of suffering going on. And, you know, who am I to feel okay when other people aren't? But the thing is that we all are deserving of that feeling of joy and happiness. And what I like to think about is it doesn't have to be so grandiose. You know, like I can find, you know, a silver lining or a smile in something small and I don't have to feel guilty about that. Yeah. And I would reframe what you just said, because I love that you, you let off with that. Like, who are you not to feel? worthy? Who are you not to feel okay, even though there is a lot of suffering and a lot of things happening in the world around us? I would reframe it as I want to constantly strive to be, a, to be okay and to feel worthy and to do all of the things that I'm, I'm capable of and that I'm meant to be doing here so that I can help lift others up. So if we're, if we're going to feel unworthy and we're going to feel like we're not good enough and we're going to feel like, oh, or feel guilty, which I believe guilt is so a, is a, is a pretty useless emotion. emotion. Well, because it, it holds us back. It, it keeps us stuck and it holds us back. Guilt keeps us from doing anything, actually. It just keeps us in that mode of, of guilt, of, of, oh my gosh. So who are we not? And I think if we have that premise of we are all worthy human beings and some people can weather the storms of life better than others. So if we can actually be a person that can learn how to weather the storms of life really, really well and tap into the worthiness and acceptance and goodness that we have from the inside, then we can be here for others. If we can't, then we're all, you know, we're all just still struggling. So I just feel like we, we have to, it's like our birthright to own who we are, what we came here to do and all the things and don't feel unworthy and don't feel guilty, like really own who you are so that you can one day then help others. I think that's really important. And what I like to think about, too, when I get into that, I go into rabbit holes a lot. It's part of my personality. Yes, you do. Um, and when I get into that kind of rabbit hole of, of feeling the very heavy feelings of, of everything around us, I like to think about, like, just noticing 
or connecting with like the tiny joys that I was talking about as like these little, you know, it rises you back out of the rabbit hole. And maybe it's just for like a couple of minutes, but you getting yourself out and not living in the darkness really matters and makes a difference. So if you can just keep looking for those things that for even a moment in time lift your spirits, give you a smile, make you feel at peace or joy, like it's a really beneficial thing. And it, I think we take those things for granted sometimes, especially probably pre-pandemic when life was quote-unquote normal or relatively easier than it is now. But really noticing those things because they do in the whole lift our spirits. What is one of those things for you? Oh, funny you should ask. Mm -hmm. My daily cup of coffee really gets me like I go to sleep at night thinking, holy goodness, in a few hours, I'm getting my cold brew. And like that excites me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes not to be grim, it's like that'll get me through to the next day. And also, of course, the Barb Knows Best mascot, <laughs> Charlotte the Cat. She's a, a source of joy. Um, going yeah. for a walks. What about you? I think you're right. Those little simple things. One of my favorite poets, um, I'm Irish, so one of my very favorite poets from a long, long time ago I was reading him was John O'Donohue. And I remember listening to one of his talks and he said, always keep something beautiful in your mind. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I love that. isn't that such an amazing thing to say? And so I've never forgotten that. And when we were at the height of the pandemic and I would go for my walk every morning and walk my dog, I would look for that one beautiful thing that I could keep in my mind all day long. And I think... As we look at the things that these little simple joys, these things that can bring us joy or bring a smile on our face, like you said, it truly is the little things that we can keep. And when he says, keep it in your mind, I like to think of that as if I'm starting to feel overwhelmed or stressed or sad in, in a, in a way that's starting to bring me down to a place. Of course, we're supposed to be, we were meant to be feeling our feelings. We must feel our feelings. But I think you said it beautifully earlier that we're meant to be doing this and feeling this. And if we're sad or overwhelmed or anxious, we can feel the feelings and feel it deeply. And then we want to try to feel the feelings and let it move through us so that we don't actually live in the feeling. Yeah, we want to let it move through there. us so that we can live uh, in a place of our choosing. And so when he says, keep something beautiful, I can feel the feelings of the overwhelm or whatever it is that's happening. And then I can picture in my mind that something beautiful that I saw on my walk in the morning. Please, please, please tell us that something beautiful that you relied heavily on during the pandemic because I know, because everyone loves when you talk about this and it's hilarious. Well, and maybe like I'll, I'll post it on the Instagram, a picture so you all can see, but tell us about that. Well, we live in Florida, so it's, it's hot and humid here. <laughs> Very hot and humid, South Florida. And so I never imagined that there would be cactus that are, that are really thriving in Florida. But my neighbor has a lot of cactus in her front yard. And I would say at least three to four times throughout the year, these cactus bloom. They have the most gorgeous flower. And I'll never forget the first time, you know, probably like April 2020, um, I was walking Ellie early her in the dog. morning. My dog, uh, walking <laughs> Ellie. <laughs> what, what, walking I don't Ellie. know. Um, early in the morning and 
this cactus had the most gorgeous flower. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And it was, it really brought a smile to my face. She was obsessed. Yeah. And I took pictures of it. And I just think this is so beautiful. I sent them to all, all my friends. I sent it to Michelle. So I think that that brought me a lot of happiness, which is what we're talking about right now in the midst of being locked down in a pandemic in April of 2020. Um, that really brought me a lot of joy and it, it really had that, that was that something beautiful in my mind. So I think and the, you might not have ever noticed it before. Well, I know I didn't notice it before because I didn't even realize she had cactus in her front yard and <laughs> I've lived there. So I actually didn't notice it or I just drove right past it. It, it. You know, it wouldn't be something because it's a very, it's not a very appealing, um, landscape. Let's just say that around, no, it's around really the not. cactus. It's just a lot of it's weeds and, grim. and gravel. So it is the epitome of like pretty ugly things, but pretty beautiful things coming out of the ugly thing. Yeah. Such is life. Anyways, speaking of keeping something beautiful in your mind, um, you like to say, we like to say that you're kind of like an expert of the mind. The mind has really become your laboratory. And we really believe that so much of our suffering stems from what goes on in the mind. And because everything begins in the mind, if, you can, if everybody listening could have that, that mindset, everything starts in the mind. It starts with that thought in the mind. Of course. And in a lot of our work, we use this stat and I think it'll be interesting for people to hear, but the laboratory of neuroimaging at the university of Southern California did a study and they determined that we think approximately 48.6 thoughts per minute. And 95% of our thoughts that we think are repetitive. And 80% of the habitual thoughts that we think are negative. Mm, imagine. It it's always like, it blows my mind when we say it because it's just... So mind-blowing, literally. about 70,000 thoughts a so day. So it's about 70,000 yeah. thoughts a day, which when you think about that, 95% of 70,000 are negative and then 80% are repetitive. Uh, the other way around, 95% are repetitive and 80% of those, 80% of that 95% yes. are, are negative. Yes. Regardless though. Yeah, it's a lot. It's wild to think <laughs> it's about a lot. that. So it's what do you think about that? I think it's a lot. And I think when <laughs> we first we first heard that study, but I always... But it makes sense too. We know that yes. we're just like, the, the script in our mind is just going over and over yeah. and over again about worries, anxieties, fears, anger, resentments, everything. So what I think about that is, and why, why I like to consider myself an expert in the mind is just that I am so obsessed with becoming more and more aware of what I'm thinking and start. So I would say for everyone listening, start paying attention to your thoughts, start paying attention to what your mind is saying to you. We don't have any control over the thoughts that come into the mind. You know, random thoughts just come in our mind. That's just the way that it is. Um, and if you, and if you, and if you have trouble believing that when you get a song stuck in your head, can you get rid of it? No, Probably you not. can call me Al. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. It'll be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. And no. it's true. It's like brain worms. It is. It comes in, but we do have a hundred percent control over what thoughts we will allow to stay in our mind or that we will listen to or that we will believe or that we will think is true. So I think it's really important 
to start becoming aware of how you're spending your mental energy every day. And if you're not checking your thoughts and if you're not being the boss of your mind is what I like to call it, then you think about these 80% negative thoughts. You think about, well, this is why I'm not happy. This is why I'm not able to find the joy or the beauty that may be around me in every, in in any given moment of my day. Um, And I think that that's just, that's really the place where we have to start. And I know we've said this in, in past episodes as well. And I think we'll probably say it to kingdom come, but really the first step towards any sort of shift or change is cultivating that awareness. And that's what you're saying. You have to start to become aware of what's even going on in the mind. You know, you can't change anything if you don't even know what you're trying to change or shift or cultivate or anything. Right. And I'm going to throw a little caveat in there about that. We want to become aware and be an observant of the thoughts in the mind without judgment, without trying to interpret what the thoughts mean or without criticism of ourselves. And I think that's, you know, that's really key. If we can really start becoming, getting a slight little bit of detachment from the thoughts and because the thoughts aren't who we are. And so without judging ourselves, without trying to interpret what they mean and without criticism. And I think that's what being mindful means. How can we actually be in the moment with what's happening around us? So I was in the moment with that cactus flower and I wasn't judging it and I wasn't being critical of myself. It's, it's of myself. It's that whole idea of I was taking in that moment when I first saw that cactus flower and the beauty of it. Um, and also not being attached to it because it dies the next day. Exactly. It only blooms for the one day. Exactly. It only blooms for the one day. It's a cert, it's, a, it's, it's a perfect metaphor. It's a big teacher. Yeah. It's the perfect metaphor for mindfulness. And so simply what we're trying to say, I think, Michelle, is how can we be here right now with what we're doing? Like yeah. be in the moment with what we're doing. Cause this is where the happiness, the joy that resides within us and the, the beauty that we might be looking for in our lives lies. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's so true. It so many meditation and mindfulness teachers say, and it it can sound cliche at this point in time, but the moment that we have right now is the only moment that we have. And so if we can 
train the mind to be here and not be in the moment that was 10 minutes ago or worrying about something that's happening tomorrow, that is where you can have power and make choices for your happiness and joy. But I wanted to also take this time to just interject really quickly about meditation and mindfulness in the mind in general, because so often we have people think that when you do these practices, your mind will just be quiet. You know, how do I quiet the mind? How do I get my mind to stop? Or I can't meditate. I can't practice mindfulness because my mind won't ever stop. That's not in my nature. And that's not the point. Um, and you can't, and you won't ever, and you don't want it to. Because like we say, the point of the mind is to think. It gives us creativity and personality and ideas and problem solving and all of the things. So I just wanted to say that, you know, yeah, we have 70,000 thoughts. It's not necessarily to stop the thoughts, but I think our goal here is to see that there's a lot of thoughts going on in those 70,000 that aren't productive or aren't giving us happiness or leading us into a place mentally that we want to be. So it's how can we transform that percentage that aren't beneficial to us? Yeah, I, I think I think it's why we're bringing up the thoughts in the mind and why we're bringing up meditation or mindfulness right now with, with what you just said, because it really links hand in hand with us finding being happy in the moment or finding that little bit of joy or that, that one thing that we, um, that helps us feel those little tingly feelings of joy or happiness or, or noticing something beautiful. And I think what is so powerful about, um, being mindful and, and trying to, trying to really live our lives in the present moment is that we can just let the mind do its thing. I mean, we can't really stop the thoughts from coming in, but we can let the thoughts come and go and come and go and come and go without us writing a commentary on them or without us trying to hold on to them or understand them or believe them because most of them, you know, aren't true. So I think, I think trying to stay, trying to be, trying to be present as much as possible. So when we notice, you know, you said you go down a rabbit hole often. So when we, you're aware, you're aware that you're going down the rabbit hole. So when we notice that that's starting to happen, um, pause for a second and just say, wow, look what's happening. Let me look for that something beautiful. Let me, let me remember what it is that brings me a little bit of joy in life um, and really take control over what, what the mind is doing in that moment. That's so good. It's, it, all of these things are simple, but not always easy, but they're powerful. So going into our next little tip after you cultivate aware, awareness, awareness is always number one, um, pausing and reflecting and being still, for me especially, are huge boosts of happiness and joy. And I know that that might sound counterintuitive because I think a lot of us think that if we push through and grind and produce and do all the time, that's going to get us the stuff and the external that we want or that we're like really working for. But so much, so much comes through in the stillness and the pause and the reflection. 
And I think it's important to just remember that. And even I know we've talked about this in past episodes, again, creating that space so that you can think and choose again or think about how you want to respond to something or think about what you want the next step to be instead of always being in that like fight or flight knee jerk reaction mode because so much of that leads to stress, anxiety, and unhappiness also. And overwhelm and burnout and all the things that, that we're all feeling right now, especially during this pandemic. But um, I think the pause, you're exactly right. The pause gives us a, an opportunity for that brief moment in time to um, notice that we have a choice and think about what, what our next action could be. And can I control this? Can I not control this? We can really start to develop the skill of, wait a minute, I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. Let me just take a little pause here and take the, take the moment. Cause we're not talking about go sit down for five minutes or 10 minutes, which people will tell us all the time. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. We're talking about just take a, like a 30 second pause because this 30 second pause helps you start to reflect for that 10 seconds. And what you're actually doing then is developing the skills to be able to protect yourself from overthinking, from worrying, from taking things personally, all the things that we talk about in this podcast. And it helps you start to shape, um, you know, like what actions do I want to take? What's happening for me in this moment? And all of our power, I will say this so often, all of our power lies in the ability to make a choice. We are the only creatures on the planet that have the power of choice. And that is our power. And so when we understand that we have the power to do that, we, we can choose again and we can redirect and we can say, wait a minute, I don't actually really need to be in this rabbit hole right now. I can take myself out and, uh, and look at some place in my life where I can take one little tiny step forward. And also just being able to give yourself the permission to do that. I think a lot of people are afraid to give themselves permission to stop or pause, you know, for all the reasons that we said, you feel like you have to keep up and keep going, but you really do have to say it's okay and do it when you need to. Yeah. I, for 30 seconds. For well, one, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Nature. I know. No, you're right. And so try to train yourself. I mean, try, tell yourself, wait, I'm not pausing for an hour here. I'm not pausing for five minutes. I'm really just pausing to intercept whatever negativity or overwhelm I'm feeling right now so I can actually see it more clearly? Can I actually pause here just for a second so I can see what's happening more clearly? You know, and so when we do that, we bring ourselves right back to the present moment. As I think I said this in one of our episodes, one of my favorite teachers is Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, the Vietnamese Buddhist monk. And he would always tell us when I would go on retreat, he'd say, be where your feet are. Like be where your feet are. And so when we can pause for just a few seconds in that present moment to come back to life as it's happening right here, right now, being where our feet are, we actually have the space that you talked about to make a choice. And usually we will choose, okay, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Let me, let me just think this through. Um, this is not as bad as I think it is. I'm writing so many stories about it and I'm making it worse than it is. I can handle what's happening right now in this and moment. And you're not avoiding or resisting what's happening. Right. Because that, obviously, that avoidance or resistance or wishing things were a different way in any circumstance is also what brings so much internal suffering. Yeah. What's that quote? What we resist persists. Right. Yeah. So we, you're right. If we try to avoid it and push it away and resist it, it's just going to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger because it's going to constantly be trying to get our attention. 
Um, yeah, yeah, so that is, I mean, that kind of very nicely went into the next little step is to not try not to avoid or resist mm -hmm. what's happening in the present. And again, like you were saying, creating that space to just allow so that you can choose what you want to do next. Yeah. I just want to throw one other quote from She's the a quote master, so let's hear it. Thich Han. He says, sometimes your joy is the source of your smile. And sometimes your smile is the source of your joy. So I would just ask Let's all of you. Let's get into that. Well, just think about this just for a second. So if you're having an overwhelming time in this moment and you're, we're saying for you just, just to pause for 10 seconds, imagine you pause for 10 seconds and just smile no matter what, no matter what you're feeling, just put a smile on your, fa on your face. Could that be the well, source of your, of your, of your, see for me, this putting a smile on my face, becoming the source of my joy means putting a smile on my face becomes a source of my joy by interest, by, by putting an end to the, um, the thoughts that are ravaging my mind. To me, that is joyful when I can actually put a, put a stop to my thinking for a second. And just smiling in general is, is a happy thing. Even people say they can tell when we're smiling yeah. while we're talking and that it has a, a nicer intonation. So just thinking about what it means to be smiling and bringing into that feeling of joy. Yeah. And I think also thinking about that you can't control anything happening in the outside world. So I don't want to wait for something to happen out there in order for me to feel joy. I want to be able to be the master of my life and, and bring the joy into my life when I want, when I want to feel the joy, which is in my smile. I like that. And again, remembering that like feeling joy or, or any of that isn't selfish. It's not, mm -mm. it's not taking away from anybody else or anything else. Like you said at the beginning, it's a birthright. Yeah. And cultivating that joy actually is what uh, being able to, to come into that joy in the moment. Um, when we want to, I, I believe, and I believe this from my own experience that it, it makes me feel stronger it makes me feel like, wow, I could handle anything that comes my way if something negative happens or something, um, you know, sad or whatever happens. I, I feel like I, I feel like I have everything that I need within me to to weather that storm. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to feel it deeply. It just means that I'll get through it. Well, that is the next thing, too, of learning how to manage your emotions. Obviously, life presents us so many difficult challenges and obstacles and things that we can't control. We can never control what happens in the external world. But learning how to manage the difficult emotions can help to reduce our stress and anxiety because life isn't perfect. Right. And we're not going to be, you know, Pollyanna's every moment of the day. No, no, <laughs> we're never. We're never, ever saying that on this podcast. But what we are saying is you're, you can be, you can train yourself to... Um, to be able to, to choose what I'm going to believe and what I'm not going to believe in the thoughts in my mind and, and be able to bring myself back to the present moment and start again. Um, I always like to say, I like to say pause or stop, breathe and begin again and do that all day long. And really mindfulness is that practice of stopping being present and choosing differently, you know, redirecting your attention from maybe 
the traffic that you experienced on the way here to something more positive or productive and helping us to get out of that rabbit hole of whatever darkness is going on to come bubble back up to the surface. And I really love this quote. This is a a quote heavy episode, but William James says that the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. And I think that's kind of everything. Mm-hmm. It is. In which th- and mindfulness is that tool to choose one thought over another. Of course, not being able to say you're going to just be choosing and curating your thoughts, but rather, like we said, redirecting when it goes a certain way. Yeah, because when he says choosing a thought over another, remember we said you can't, you have no control over the thoughts that are coming into the mind, but you're power lies in choosing which thoughts you're going to believe. And I think that's where the awareness comes in. And as we said at the top of this podcast, start to become aware of what you're thinking. It is so amazing. I I would recommend like getting a little notebook and just maybe for one whole day. I did this so often, so often in the early days of my study, my practice, I would just write down what I was thinking. Like I would just spend time and I'd have this little notebook and I'd write down what I was thinking because you start to realize that that study that you quoted earlier, Michelle, is true. Wow, most of my thoughts are about people pleasing or most of my thoughts are about, do I look good enough? Am I smart enough? Or most of my thoughts were about, you know, if the traffic was bothering me that day, letting it actually hijack my whole day. And, and what starts to happen when you become aware like that, you start to realize, oh my gosh, I'm wasting my precious life and the time that I have worrying about things that I have no control over and that aren't true anyway. It's, it's so powerful when you start to develop that awareness because then it doesn't sound like something not doable, like when we say choosing one thought or another or, or anything like that. It actually becomes doable because you actually realize, wow, my mind has really run amok here. Well, certainly I can vouch too for that tool of, of just writing down whatever's going on in your mind um, as a way to connect with what is going on in your mind so that you can know, um, it's really helpful. So getting a journal and doing that is actually beneficial, but then also again, might sound a little bit cliche or trite, but like the, the use of positive affirmations, you know, once you have a sense of where your mind is going, you can then know what to like counteract the bad stuff with. I think that why this was so powerful, powerful for me and why you, you keyed in on the unworthy for the longest time as a child and as a young adult, I thought that I was unworthy. And so my thoughts were always about that. I don't, I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. I'm not smart enough, all the things like that. And so when I really started practicing and really started looking at my thoughts, one of the most powerful affirmations that I use for myself when my mind starts to go out of control is I am worthy. I am enough. You know, I have the power and everything that I need to thrive. So I, I think for, for everyone listening, trying to find those truths about yourself because you are worthy, you are enough, you are, you are smart, you are all those things and not allowing the mind because I hope that this is, I hope we're weaving a picture for you in this podcast today that is showing you that the happiness and the joy that you seek is there. It's we don't see it and we can't feel it. We're not partaking in it. 
because the mind is taking us out all the time. It's telling us things that aren't true. And so when you start to declutter the false um, narratives that the mind is saying, it leaves the space and it starts to open up the window and letting the fresh air in the mind to start being able to see some of the things that are beautiful or joyful or some of the things that will bring a smile to your face. That's very profound. And I think I also kind of want to just break down a little bit the practice of positive affirmation repetition mm-hmm. because it sounds so cheesy and it it's gotten such a like trite, you know, cliche aspect about it. And really what it is is that interception of the negative unproductive things and replacing it with positive realistic or even just neutral things. Like so that you're not taking yourself further down. And one of my favorite affirmations that I've used a ton and you've used a ton and you even gifted me a bracelet that has it inscribed is like this too shall pass, which is just a, it's to me, that's kind of a neutral, but just remembering that nothing is final. No feelings are final. No situation is forever. And however you're feeling in this given moment isn't going to last forever. I mean, you gave me that bracelet when I was going through a really crappy breakup and it helped. So it's just remembering, it's having those little tools in your back pocket to like lean on when things start to spiral. And that's that's powerful. It's not like cheesy or cliche. Like I think people think of positive affirmations can be. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think I think when you understand what a positive affirmation is, it 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 does it no longer becomes cheesy or just some words. It they're actually reminders of life raft. It's a life raft. And they're actually reminders of truth. They're Hmm. actually reminders of truth. When you just said that this too shall pass, we cling on to the the idea that um, this is you know, I'm, I'm going to feel this way forever. I'm, I'm never going to get out of this hole. Um, this is, I'm going to feel unhappy and I'm going to feel unworthy forever. We, we cling on to those. So we're constantly repeating those thoughts to ourselves. Just imagine yourself doing that. We've all done that. We all do do that. And so the affirmation that you're talking about and the idea of what is something that is actually true, because the one thing that is true in life is that everything changes moment to moment to moment. The one constant that we can all agree on in life is that what's happening right now in this moment today will not be happening tomorrow. It'll be some version of whatever's happening tomorrow. So change is the only constant that we have. And so when we can actually believe these things, not just only in the head, but believe them in your heart. Like it takes nothing to get a thought in the, in the mind but sometimes it could take us a lifetime to actually believe it in our hearts. So I think we're trying to help you see that the, the faster you can actually believe it in your heart that this is true, that this too shall pass. And so when you start to remember that and you remind yourself of that over and over, this too shall pass, and the mind's trying to tell you, nope, this is going to last forever, you're going to say, no, everything in life changes. This too shall pass. You start to believe it. And, and it's not that you're trying to fake yourself out or you know, trying to fake it or anything. Be like toxic positivity or whatever. No, this is not. This is the farthest thing from that. No, I'm saying I think. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right, it Michelle. It gets a bad rep because it people it don't falls understand under the vein of toxic positivity, but it's it's so much deeper than that when you are rooted within what's true and not what's just surface. Surface. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're ta- we're saying. Once you really believe it, 
um, then it then then you then it's your life raft. Yeah, I love that. And so, lastly, we could talk about this forever, but lastly, start to incorporate things and people that are joyful. You know, when we were kids, you know, running around on the playground was just like pure joy, or maybe it was like playing an instrument or dancing or something. I know for me, when I was a kid, I used to dance and I loved to dance. And unfortunately, I had kind of like a traumatic dance teacher situation that Mm -hmm. stopped me from dancing. But like dancing really makes me happy. And I've noticed for myself, like I need to start or not need. I would like to start doing that again because it is a source of joy for me. So it's like starting to identify maybe some simple things in life that do bring up feelings of joy, like going for your walk and looking at the cactus or like you, you watched a lot of funny shows during the pandemic that, that you were like living for. So I just think, you know, we're not identifying those things that bring you joy. Like really take, take a moment. I love what you're saying because when you started talking about that, you want to start dancing, you had the biggest smile on your face. And I think we all have those little things that bring us joy. Start identifying them and seeing if you could take one little tiny step toward that. Toward yeah, incorporating that into like your life. It's not a big undertaking. Like I'm not going to go no. back to school for dance to become a professional. You know, I think some, at least for me, I kind of am zero to 60. <laughs> like, and then it becomes overwhelming. And that's, yeah. this is not the point of that. The point is to design your life for more joy. Yeah. So maybe it is taking a dance class or... I mean, I bought myself ballet shoes for Christmas. So, like, I can dance around my apartment if I want to. But it's just identifying those things and doing them or reminding yourself about them or being around people that bring you joy. I think that's kind of like the when all else fails, remember that you have, you do have some things in the external world that can be of a support. And I think I love what you just said. And I think the flip side of that is make sure that you're, you're practicing saying no to the things that that's a good book that side. don't bring you joy or saying no to the things that bring you down or saying no to the things that you just don't really want to do or not in alignment with who you are or, or how you're feeling and just practice saying no in general just if it's not if it's not something that's really going to bring you a smile to your face maybe maybe take a pass on it you know and and just say no um and making sure, I love what you just said, Michelle, making sure. I mean, we I believe so strongly. I think I did a whole workshop on this once you about did. 10 years ago. I believe so strongly that we take on the behaviors and the moods. And definitely the energy. And the energy of the of the people we spend the most time with. So maybe take a, a mental note of where are you spending your time Um are the who people are you being influenced and who by? are you being influenced by and, and are you watching the news too much or whatever it is. Um, just really becoming more aware of who you're spending the time with and what you're doing and and making sure that you're not spending like 80 percent of your energy in a place that's draining you or that's bringing you down or that's that's causing you to go home and say that you're not worthy or that you're not enough. Um, I mean, a sure sign that there's an issue is if you're with a group of people and you walk away from that group of people feeling like you're not enough or you're not worthy, or you're walking into a situation and and the thoughts in the mind are, I want to, how do I, what do I need to do here to fit in? 
Yeah. So just really noticing that and making sure that you're spending time with people most of the time. I know we have people in our lives that we that we do spend time we'll with, but most of the time, all of that families and boundaries. Yeah. But just making sure that you're you're bringing the things in your life that are bringing a smile or some joy to your face. Yeah, it's important. It's I think that's a it's something definitely to keep in mind. And life doesn't have to be perfect. Life is never going to be perfect. It's not perfect. That's for sure. And life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful or happy or beautiful or wonderful. It's funny because I wouldn't say anything about my life, especially over the past two years, has been anything close to perfect. But the no. <laughs> but for me, I do feel like there is like a baseline of like lighthearted joy because I think for me, it's been really powerful to tap into this distinction between happiness and joy. You know, happiness is kind of like the umbrella to joy being like the small moments. And if I can cling to the small moments of joy, I can get through the chaos of everything else. You know what so I it, think you're saying too? It just too? influences everything else. I know we have to wrap and up And if soon. I can laugh, laughter, yeah. for sure. I, I, I just want to laugh all day long. That's it. Well, I think what you're saying, which I really love, and I've noticed this about you during this whole pandemic since we've spent even more time together, um, is that you actually, you actually found the joy in some of the simplest of moments. And I think that's maybe a good place for us to really, as we wind down this time together, is just like, what are the little, small, simple places where you could actually embrace and, and embrace the moment and feel the joy. Because I think you've taught me this, Michelle, a lot. Um, that how, how are you feeling the joy in your body when you're actually feeling joy? It's so, it's so powerful when you can connect the, the feeling of joy to a place in your body um, or just noticing what it feels like in your body. Being present to it yeah. and not just powering through it and going to the yeah. next thing. Yeah. It's, it's it, again, simple, but like you got to do it. Yeah. So... Wrapping up, because I think it's nice to just give everyone a Cliff's Notes version at the end of some things that we shared to get to happiness and joy. Number one, of course, always becoming more aware of what's going on in your mind every single day. You could pull out a journal and just free write to see what's going on for you. Two, remembering that you can pause at any moment, reflect, start again. Give yourself permission to pause. Yeah, and you're restoring your energy. <laughs> Bring yourself, you're bringing your nervous system back into balance. Three, avoid resisting the present moment and really embracing the present moment and knowing that your power comes from the present moment. Uh, four. In whatever's happening. So if, you, if you're having a hard present moment, just embrace it, feel it, and allow it to move through your body. Yeah, we're going to, we have so many, oh, so many stories about that, that yeah. it's going to come in another podcast. It's going to be good. Not to put you on a cliffhanger. Anyways, um, Good old positive affirmations, but ones that actually are in alignment with you and who you are and what you can believe is true. Um, and then, of course, bringing joy into your life through happy practices and people and remembering that you, the people around you, influence you one way or another. So how are you spending time? What are you doing to spend your time? And knowing that you can say no. Yeah. Tied up nicely it. into a little box with a bow. You did a beautiful job. <sighs> I feel better already. 
It brought me a lot of joy to listen to you recap that. Because I, I think the thing that I would only add at the end here is just that it is look for the simple. Look for the simple. Yeah, look for the simple things in your life just, just to start becoming aware of what are the small little simple things in your life um, that help you feel joy. And remember, like Thich Nhat Han said, your smile can be the source of your joy or joy can be the source of your smile. It's a good so. place to end. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I <laughs> love you too. Um, thank you so much to everyone who is here listening with us today. We really, really, really appreciate and are really grateful for all of your support. As always, please give us a follow on social media at Barb Knows Best Pod, at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Ameros on all of the channels. Um, make sure you're subscribing to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google. You know, give us a, a subscribe and we would always, always be grateful for five-star rating, a nice little review that does help us out immensely. And again, if you have any requests for topics about next episodes, leave us a message. We read them all the time and we really love to hear what you want to hear about. So please stay in touch and wishing you all a very lovely rest of your day and we'll talk to you real soon. As we know, Barb knows best. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.